Every team, every topic, everywhere, this is Believe. BetOnline.ag. I'm your host, Nick Eber. Find me on Twitter at Nick Eber, N-I-C-K-G-E-B-E-R. It's great to be with you. A big show today. We'll look back at the weekend's action in the Bundesliga. A couple of really uh, big results and big players making big statements in the Bundesliga. Uh, we're talking players the likes of uh, uh, Timo Werner comes to mind immediately for Red Bull Leipzig. Uh, look, we're going to talk about it all with Kartik Krishnaya and look forward uh, to at least the first of the two midweek days of action we're going to have as Tuesday, a full slate of matches, including that massive, massive match between Borussia Dortmund and Bayern Munich, a match that has all sorts of implications for the title in Germany. Uh, but Bayern Munich win this, it's basically done. Dortmund win this, wow, anything's possible. And don't forget, Bayern Munich over the weekend, yeah, they won 5-2, but they gave up a couple of very soft goals. So should be fascinating uh, to see what happens. Uh, anyway, um, we're going to get to it all. I'd like to welcome you to the show. We're with you every week, night, 9 p.m. Eastern Time, 6 p.m. Pacific, right here on the Sports Byline Broadcast Network, also Sirius XM 211, uh, Dan Patrick Sports. Uh, we're also on many of the streaming and digital apps as well, whether that's iHeartRadio, TuneIn, or the award-winning Sirius XM app. We're also on the American Forces Network. What a great time to welcome in all of our, all of our men and women in uniform around the world listening to this show on the American Forces Network. We do love bringing it to you. Hope you stay safe, enjoy the show, and uh, you know, let us know how you feel, what your thoughts are. Again, Twitter, a great place. You can find me at Nick Gieber, N-I-C-K-G-E-B-E-R. Uh, that's where you can find us, uh, or me anyway, on Twitter. Kartik will be joining me shortly. You can find him at KKFLA737. Look, if you miss any part of this show, you can find it on our podcast network. That's the Believe Podcast Network. B-L-E-A-V. If you subscribe to us on Believe, you'll get notified every time we post new content, which is pretty much every day. You don't have to worry about checking in. It'll automatically download. And then if you're, well, I would say at the gym because I don't think many gyms have opened yet. If you're at home on the treadmill or working out or whatever it is you're doing or taking a nice hike or a walk, what a great way to listen to the show uh, again. Fistry Soccer presented by betonline.ag. All right, I will gather my thoughts and my papers. I'll be right back with a few comments, and then coming up a little later on, we'll bring in Kartik Krishnaya for our Bundesliga review and preview. Our advertising partner, betonline.ag, premiered their special The Final Dance with roundtable interviews from ex-Chicago Bulls Horace Grant, Bill Cartwright, Craig Hodges, and Ron Harper, and they discussed ESPN's The Last Dance, a Michael Jordan doc. I don't know if you saw it, but look, this was a fantastic roundtable they had. Here's a little clip from it. Do you guys believe Scotty was portrayed fairly and accurately you know for me for me i was uh and I, i'm still kind of upset about it because i know the type of brother that scotty is and scotty is the type of brother you know i saw i wasn't part of the team when when he didn't stand up for um to come back out on and, and play during that play but i know that scotty is the type of cat that will give his shirt for you he'll gonna go on the ground for you and he'll kick out the shot for you so for me I didn't like how he was portrayed, and I felt like, you know, it was some, I don't understand the reasoning behind it. I'm still trying to figure that out, that, you know, without Scotty, 
MJ would not have won. It's like all the brothers sitting here. Are we not? It's almost like MJ won in a vacuum, and it wasn't nothing like that, man. So to throw your brother, especially number 33, under the bus, man, that wasn't cool. Well, what a great clip that is. Look, there's still fun to be had. Go to betonline.ag, use the promo code MYPOD100 to receive your welcome bonus on your first deposit. Again, that's betonline.ag, use the promo code MYPOD100. BetOnline is your online wagering experts. All right. Uh, welcome back to the show. Fifth Street Soccer presented by BetOnline.ag. I'm Nick Eber. Great to be with you. As uh, I get ready to, to be joined here in just a few minutes by my co-host uh, and contributor, Kartik Krishnaya, the Bundesliga expert, amongst many other things that he is an expert in. Uh, we're going to check in with Kartik and take a look at the uh, week's weekend's action behind us in the Bundesliga and look forward to a full slate of matches uh, Tuesday and Wednesday this week in the Bundesliga, including... An absolutely massive clash coming up between Bayern Munich and Borussia Dortmund. The sort of clash that we uh, uh, were talking about uh, needing and the sort of clash that we apparently are going to get. Uh, actually, our predictions were pretty much uncanny, I have to say. By the way, big hello to our men and women in uniform listening around the world on the American Forces Network. It's great to be with you as well if you're listening to us on uh, the affiliate stations of the Sports Byline Broadcast Network or Sirius XM 211, Dan Patrick Sports. Uh, it's always a pleasure. Our digital platforms are iHeartRadio, TuneIn, the award-winning Sirius XM app, and if you miss any part of the show, you can catch it immediately on its conclusion uh, at Believe Podcast Network. I don't know why I had to. There was a, almost a William Shatnerian type of pause there. Uh, but, uh, you know, you, you guys know what I mean. Anyway, uh, it is great to be with you. There's a lot of football to get to, uh, including some big stories out of England. It looks like uh, uh, Philippe Coutinho, the former Liverpool player, the little midfield maestro who found his way to Barcelona, disappointed uh, at Barcelona. And I'm not sure that it was so much Coutinho himself that disappointed. I think it was style of play, type of teammate. I mean, look, great teammates, no doubt, but just wasn't the fit that I think people thought it would be. He has a massive release clause. Uh, and, of course, he was at Bayern Munich. He spent this season at Bayern Munich in the Bundesliga. Uh, but they're not willing to pay the £105 million for the release clause. There is lots of discussions, though, that Arsenal want to talk to Mr. Coutinho. Uh, I can't believe Stan Kroenke would get anywhere near to spending that amount of money. But, hey, you never know. Well, speaking of money in the Premier League, and once again, we're looking at a July start for the Premier League. Uh, Rafa Benitez has said he wants to come back to manage Newcastle once the uh, Saudi Arabian takeover is complete. And he'd like to sign John Stones and Ross Barkley. And I'm sure he's got a list of, you know, <laughs> a shopping list that he would like to expend once he's got all that delicious Saudi money. Uh, even though there may be blood on his hands, he's going to be happy to spend the money. And I told you how I felt about this. Um, I'm actually a supporter of this takeover of Newcastle United. The Premier League has vetted it, and they have said it is okay. Speaking of Arsenal, PSG are negotiating with them uh, to sign uh, Pierre-Emerick Aubameyang uh, for £34 million. And I wonder if that could be a precursor to maybe them trying to raise the money to bring in Coutinho. Uh, Gonzalo Higuain... 
talk about him. He's, uh, you know, disappointing, disappointed with Chelsea. He's at Juventus right now. Uh, some discussion that Newcastle and Wolves are both interested. But actually, I hear loud and clear, DC United might well be his uh, final stop of the Gonzalo Higuain career at the age of 32. Speaking of hot properties, of which Gonzalo Higuain was once very much one of them, Timo Werner, who had a hat-trick over the weekend for Red Bull Leipzig, you know he's been linked with Liverpool, and that link is getting stronger. And when you hear Man United, uh, the Man United mouthpieces like uh, Owen Hargreaves talking about how he should go to Old Trafford, tell me, why would that be a better move? Why would Timo Werner, who's basically playing right now with Liverpool's farm team at Red Bull Leipzig, why would it be a better move for him to go to Old Trafford and play under Ole Gunnar Solskjaer than go to Liverpool and play under German-speaking uh, Red Bull Leipzig? Come on. Jurgen Klopp. Anyway, uh, just more nonsense from United, by the way, who are in trouble because Odeon Igalo, who, you know, they got on loan from Shanghai Shenhua, uh, they want him back. And so he's not going to be able to, uh, he's, gotta, uh, he's not going to be able to continue playing for United. They won't be able to make that permanent. That's just some of the gossip rolling around the Premier League right now. It's always good stuff as it gets ready to kick off. There's some other discussions, though, about uh, sort of, let's just put it this way, sort of warnings within warnings. Th there are uh, a, There is a cadre of players in the Premier League very concerned about playing during the lockdown, quite rightly so, during the coronavirus. And, you know, the UK's lost nearly 64,000 people. Think about that. A country, compare that to the size of the United States. Uh, Andrus Townsend saying, you know, listen, players that break quarantine, players that behave irresponsibly, uh, the players' union should do something about them. And it's going to be interesting to see um, what happens. Uh, we've seen it with Danny Rose. We've seen it about with a bunch of other players who are just uncomfortable with the prospect of coming back to play. They're going to do it anyway because that's you know what they do, what they have to do. Uh, but we'll have to see what happens. And again, you have to imagine here in the United States as we get ready what MLS are talking about this uh, uh, February tournament in Florida. Uh, you've got baseball talking about coming back. I mean, NASCAR. Now, oh, by the way, why on earth is Na are people even worried about NASCAR? It's one bloke sitting in a car, some pit guys running around a car fixing it when it comes in. I mean, I can't imagine it was all that difficult to clear NASCAR to play. Now, clearly... They're not going to put the 100,000 people or 200,000 people in the stands. But uh, NASCAR is back and as dull as ever, if you ask me. I'm not a NASCAR fan, and I no disrespect to those of you that are. I, I um, never really got into it, so you will excuse me for that. But it is going to be fascinating because La Liga has just announced that they are planning to return as well. And I think July 11th? No, June 11th. La Liga. They're talking about a June derby between Barcelona, between uh, Betis and Sevilla. Uh, could start uh, June 11th behind closed doors. And that's the match 
that they think is going to kick it all off. But again, we have to see what happens as they get tested, what happens when they get positive tests within a team. Uh, you just really never know. So La Liga, June 11th, uh, hoping to kick off their season. We talked a bit about the Premier League, some big moves. Is Coutinho going to end up at Arsenal? That's going to be a fascinating one to see. And of course, we are going to turn our attention right now after this break, coming right up, so stay with us with Kartik Krishnaya. Let's talk Bundesliga football. Uh, of course, I mentioned Timo Werner and the Liverpool connection. That man did have a hat-trick over the weekend. Uh, <laughs> Red Bull Leipzig on fire after a disappointing draw, actually. The first game out of the gate. Uh, I will be back right after this with Kartik. Let's talk some Bundesliga football. We're going to look back over the weekend and look at the midweek matches for you, including a humongous matchup between uh, Borussia Dortmund and Bayern Munich. All right, this is Fistry Stalker, presented by betonline.ag. I'm Nick Eber. I'll be right back after this. BetOnline.ag. I know if you're uh, self-quarantining, sticking around the house, a whiskey in the jar, probably something that is no longer just a song for you, uh, may well be a regular part of your day. I also hope that you will make this show a regular part of your day. Why not combine the two? Listen to uh, Fifth Street Soccer presented by BetOnline.ag and have some whiskey in the jar. I mean, doesn't get better than that. Mick Giever with you. Joined now by my co-host, good friend, and our resident Bundesliga expert, Mr. Kartik Krishnaya. Uh, Kartik, if you were having a little whiskey in the jar over the weekend, there were a couple of very surprising results over the weekend. I'm not talking about us calling the Berlin Derby, which we did uh, very effectively, I would say. But boy, oh boy, I mean, my goodness, Kartik. Borussia Mönchengladbach getting tonked at home, 3-1, uh, losing 3-1 to Bayer Leverkusen in a match that was a leapfrog match. Leverkusen now pushing Mönchengladbach out of the Champions League positions. That was a surprise. Oh, and I think I've... Uh, let's see if we get Kartik back here. Hold on a second. Uh, we have to uh, do something special. Now we have him back. Bit of a surprise there, Kartik. Yeah, I, I suppose. I mean, Mönchengladbach had played so well uh, prior to the COVID break and then the uh, the first match at Frankfurt uh, after the COVID break. But Leverkusen have just been really, really good. And they're the one team that's beaten Borussia Dortmund lately. They came back I, two or three times in that match when they were behind in 1-4-3. Uh, Leverkusen just so good going forward. Kai Havertz, uh, Kai Havertz is in on another level. And I think when you talk about him, we're going to talk about Timo Werner, obvi uh, obviously in a few minutes, and Julian Brandt. You're looking at... Uh, a three-man front line for Germany for the next 10 years, or maybe that's too long, but eight to 10 years. And it's why Germany generally just reloads, right? Uh, last World Cup being an exception. Maybe they held on to, to, to uh, that generation a little too long. But uh, just on fire, a 3-1 victory. Leverkusen now uh, in position uh, to, if they keep playing this well, to, to, to make the Champions League again this season. Last season, they came on late after a coaching change, and Peter ba Peter Bosch came in and, and led them uh, on a run late in the season. They finished fourth, and this season, similar thing has happened. With Bosch in control, kind of shaky in the first half of the season, uh, wondering if maybe that was just a new manager bounce last season. And then after uh, the winter break, 
uh, uh, charging forward. So there's something about the second half of the season with Leverkusen that uh, gets the best out of them. Yeah, I mean, that, that result really was a surprise. Uh, Mönchengladbach and Wolfsburg both losing, it's worth saying. Freiburg losing as well. Schalke losing. I, I know we again. were yeah again right exactly and, and they are in a horrible run of form Kartik. I mean they are the, the worst the least in the least informed team in the Bundesliga right now in the entire league uh, but yep. I suppose the other surprise were Werder Bremen getting a win right the Werder Bremen getting the win yeah, yeah that that shocked me and and yeah. with them getting that late win uh, and then Dusseldorf blowing Boy, uh, the uh, the two goal lead. Yeah. Right, yeah, but yeah. Did, did we not have that as a draw, Kartik? Did we not pick the Cologne-Düsseldorf uh, Cologne game? I mean, look, we were very lucky because it didn't look like a draw till really like the last second, really. Uh, but uh, wow, yeah, and Paderborn. Uh, the other one, the relegation-bound Paderborn getting a point off of Hoffenheim. It was a fascinating, fascinating weekend in the Premier League. Uh, Bayern Munich, though, uh, five goals against Eintracht Frankfurt. Yeah, and this was uh, th th this we've got the huge game coming up on Tuesday between Dortmund and uh, Bayern. Title. The thing that I think has been so revealing about Bayern of late is how well Thomas Muller has played, being put centrally once again. He was playing out on the right uh, under Kovac. That didn't fit him. him he got in his squad during that period. Uh, Jurgi Lowe saying he's not going to call him back in. Uh, ever and uh, now he's back playing as kind of a nine or playing in that, that that pocket behind Lewandowski and excelling out wide. You've got Gnabry and uh, and Coman who are phenomenal, and then you have Alfonso Davies who uh, we knock MLS a lot on this show, but I have to say this is one MLS product uh, that has really excelled. Now he probably is just really really good and has a lot of quality, and uh, not sure MLS help develop him that much but the truth be told he was in mls for a few years uh he did get a chance to play at a younger age than he may have if he'd gone directly to germany or directly to another european league so um and he, he's turning into a phenomenal player so a uh, bayern uh though five goals the two goals they gave up were both kind of yeah. soft and that's a little worrying, honestly, with Dortmund coming coming yeah, up and knowing I, I, Dortmund can score goals. I know what you're saying, Kartik, but I mean, I, I think, uh, to be fair, that there's still a sort of very weird edge to the season because, you know, the whole behind closed yeah. doors issue. I, I just, you know, it, it, it's, so, it's so strange. I mean, look... Do you really think Bayern would have given up two soft goals if it was if it was uh, completely packed? And I'll ask you. No, the, and no, I'll no, ask no, you the no. same question. I'll ask you the exact same question uh, about um, uh, the draw we were talking about uh, uh, earlier on. I mean, you know, do you think, for example, uh, pardon me about Borussia Mönchengladbach? Do you think uh, Gladbach would have lost at home to Bayern? If the state, if this, if it was packed with uh, Gladbach fans, no, I, I think it probably would have been a draw. Um, I'm not saying necessarily they would have reversed a three-one to a three-one their way, but yeah, it's it's probably worth about a goal a game. You know, the funny thing is, last week we were sitting on this show saying how, according to form, everything had gone and how weird that was coming off of the two-month break. Well, this week we saw what the two-month break, the five substitutions, and no home crowd can do. Yeah. Um, Mucha Gladbach, interestingly enough, was trying to pump uh, 
uh, crowd noise in and you saw um, uh, the, the cutouts, right? They did the cardboard yeah, cutouts right. to try and weird. get their <laughs> – Yeah, very weird. But I think that was a recognition. Look, this was not going to be easy because well, normally they'd have a, a full house and instead uh, their players psychologically had a hard time. Well, I prefer uh, the way that that – I think it was the Korean team uh, went uh, where instead of cardboard cutouts – uh, they put sex dolls in the stands. Did you see that? <laughs> yes. <laughs> I, 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 I'm pretty sure that... Was that Korea? I'm pretty sure it was. I think it was Korea, yeah. Uh, I'm just going to do a quick search here and see if I could find it out. Yeah, yeah, it was. They were fined $81,300 after filling the stands with sex dolls to make it look like <laughs> there were people in the crowd. I mean... You know, all I can tell you is those sex dolls that I've ordered are very expensive. So, I mean, they, oh, dude, did I say that? Oh, my goodness. No, I'm just kidding. Uh, those <laughs> things are very expensive, no doubt. So, uh, 81,300, fine. I don't know. What's that? Probably uh, a couple of hundred sex dolls for them. Very strange. Very strange indeed. Uh, but, Kartik, look, I want to talk to you about Timo Werner for a minute. Uh, he scored a hat trick against, um, he scored a hat trick in their match. Uh, against Mainz, and now keep in mind, against Mainz, uh, what's Le- uh, uh, Leipzig have scored thirteen goals to nothing, right? <laughs> yeah, <this laughs> right. Season, in the last yeah. last two matches, and uh, I think Werner's had six of those goals. <laughs> I mean, yeah. The thing about Werner that's so amazing, and this is why I think there's such interest from Jurgen Klopp in Liverpool, is that he can play all three forward positions. So he's just as effective being put out wide uh, as he is as a number nine and he could play the left or the right so uh and this is why he has the versatility like i said for the front three of germany as well uh that would fit klopp's system well i think what you see with jürgen klopp right now is a is a number nine in in bobby Firmino and roberto Firmino who plays more like uh a traditional kind of 10 and then you have two wide players in mane and son uh and uh and uh uh, and Sadio Mane as kind of more direct players uh, coming from wide areas, uh, filling the pitch, playing like nines, like traditional nines. So Werner can fit either of those two roles, which makes him so valuable for uh, for Liverpool potentially. And I think uh, that's the player Klopp wants, and he ultimately will get at some point. Well, yes. I mean, despite the protestations coming from Manchester United supporters and uh... – uh, and everybody else. I, I, I was mentioning in the uh, first segment that there was a lot of discussion. There's been a lot of discussion about him and the fact that Man United really, really want this guy. And uh, my understanding is he's absolutely not interested in Man United. Uh, and l- most recently, though, uh, what I thought was uh, was interesting was that uh, Owen Hargreaves went uh, published a piece saying that uh, you know Timo Werner be much better off going to Old Trafford. And I'm thinking. How is that? He'd be better off going to play on the Ole Gunnar Solskjaer in a rebuilding team than, than because he is basically right now playing for Liverpool's feeder team in Red Bull Leipzig, right? Uh, yeah, <laughs> going to play. Well, Mane, for, yeah, right. So many guys have. Yeah, yeah. I mean, going to play for the for the Keita. legend, for the German legend that is Jurgen Klopp at Liverpool. I mean, come on, I, 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 it, it's a no-brainer. He is going to end up at Liverpool. The question is, Kartik, is it going to be? Uh, but before next, is it going to be for next season, or are we going to have to wait longer? I don't know if we still have Kartik because that was a great question, and I was hoping he was going to answer. Yeah, it. so oh, there he is. So, yeah. so 
Nick, uh, the, the, the thing I think is really complicated now is will uh, transfer values be depressed this summer because of the situation uh, in, with COVID? Uh, that, this applies to Kai Havertz also, who we were just talking about from Leverkusen, who I think could go to any number of clubs, right? right. So if Havertz and, and, uh, and, and others are in this position where uh, Leverkusen then their value is 100 million or 120 million and no one can pay that it might be next summer uh, i think that's probably where we are but it's possible liverpool may uh may be less affected by this than than let's say barcelona who we know is badly affected by this financially and they can they can splurge and they can get him but he will be at liverpool at some point in the future i'm pretty confident of that all right we got to go to break nick eber and Karthik krishna with you when we come back let's break down the midweek bundesliga matches Good to have it back, and it's back with a vengeance. We'll be right back after this. Welcome back. This week's offer presented by BetOnline.ag. Let that song play a little bit longer. They're one of my favorite bands uh, from the 70s into the early 80s, The Stranglers. A very unique punk sound. Dave Greenfield, sadly, the, the keyboard player, the guy that was really responsible for so much of that incredible Stranglers and, and identifiable Stranglers sound, dying as a result of COVID-19. This disease is serious folks uh, i mean i don't want to wade into politics with you uh we'll leave that for another time and uh, needless to say i am not a fan of the current man in the uh, in the white house that doesn't mean that if you are that you and i cannot be friends however uh, but i will say this <laughs> i have lots of friends in the medical profession and i am not i feel that it is my duty to take this platform and just to tell you that this is serious Think twice about going out into crowds. Think twice if you're where Kartik is in Florida about hitting those lovely beaches with all those people. Be smart. Keep your distance. You know, take hand sanitizer. I'm not saying you should lock yourself in your house and never come out, but just just be smart. Be prudent. This is not a common cold. This is not something that's to be taken lightly. And yes, there are people that get this and never know that they've even had it. And then there are other people that get it and die. And yes, people die from the flu, understood. You don't generally lose this many people from the flu in just two or three months, okay? So this is a serious and deadly disease. Be careful with it as you go forward and don't become a casualty uh, like Dave Greenfield from The Stranglers, although he was 71. Again, if you're in that group where you are potentially in the danger group, take it even more seriously. And if you have someone at home with you or somebody that you know, or you have elderly parents or grandparents or relatives or sick people around you, you know, you can bring this contagion back with you. All right, enough of my public service announcement. Uh, Kartik, let's talk some Bundesliga football. Uh, a, a, a massive, a, in, enormous, the type of match that we've been waiting for for all of these months of lockdown is finally with us this weekend, Kartik. Yeah, so the finally the Derek Klassiker, the uh, showdown between uh, Borussia Dortmund and Bayern Munich will take place. It will be in Dortmund. Uh, it will be behind closed doors. So uh, 
that is a uh, that is a disappointing uh, aspect of this. Uh, the Bundesliga has has moved this game up uh, in terms of uh, timing to where it's being played six thirty local time, so it's got an exclusive television audience globally. Uh, this is a make or break now for Dortmund. I think a key from what I I I, I believe is Emre Sean is back from injury. Uh, he hasn't started these last two matches. However. Uh, I think he is going to be needed to kind of mark and keep track of uh, of uh, the movement of Tom- Thomas Muller uh, on the pitch. As I mentioned in the last segment, playing as a kind of a number 10 now, freer role uh, under Hansi Flick than he did under Niko Kovac. I think Sean is going to be critical because you just need that, that player who will track runners. Dortmund hasn't had to do that in these first two games back from the COVID. They've they've uh, wiped their competition out in in, in uh, Schalke and Wolfsburg. Uh, so I think he could be potentially a key to the match. The other big question for me is how well uh, Dortmund, uh, with their their three four three that they're playing very attacking formation, uh, can uh, mark the wide players uh, Gnabry, Coman, and Davies from Bayern. Uh, similarly, though, if you're Bayern and you have that uh, that kind of shaky uh, back four uh, and particularly shaky center backs, uh, right. by comparison, you've got to be really concerned about uh, about Holland and, and the damage that can be done and Julian Prant as well. Well, you know, we were t- we talked about this in the last segment. I mean, by music, by Munich giving up two very very soft goals uh, over yep. the weekend, and you know. <laughs> I think the thing to remember in terms of those soft goals that they gave up is that, um, you know, uh, they were not playing. They were not playing Borussia Dortmund. They were not playing against the likes of uh, of Haaland. They were playing Eintracht Frankfurt yeah. for crying out loud. I mean, you know, listen, Frankfurt not a bad team. Don't get me wrong, but I mean, they've lost five games in a row. They've only scored. Uh, they've not scored that many goals. Only forty goals and. 26 games, which for the um, 41 goals, pardon me, in uh, 41 goals in uh, 26 games, which for the Bundesliga isn't isn't all that many, to be honest. No, yeah, the Bundesliga is a high-scoring league. I, I think, uh, and it, it's not that many. You're absolutely right. I think also I would point out from my perspective, uh, I think that Marco Royce missing is a huge miss for Borussia Dortmund, arguably the best player in the Bundesliga when he's fit. Uh this is really disappointing that he he's had so many injury problems. I think they win the title last season. They finished a point or two behind Bayern, uh, but he was hurt most of the season. Uh, this season, uh, he gets hurt during the COVID break, and they don't have him coming out of the break for these these uh, important fixtures one after another. I think that could be decisive. Uh, but we've seen uh, Hazard step up in, in, in his absence. We've uh, we've seen Julian Brandt step up in his absence. Uh, Jaden Sancho's fit again now, so. Um, I'd be concerned about Bayern's defense, but ultimately, if it's a draw, let's say this is a high-scoring 3-3 draw, that benefits Bayern, right? Uh, they're the team four points ahead. Uh, if they draw, they can see out this title race. If D- Dortmund wins and it's down to a point, all bets are off coming in. Well, yeah, Dortmund wins. It's going to go down to a point. Again, we talked about this match, how important it is, but it is uh, in Dortmund. Uh, and we're going to see. Uh, this Normally, I would say this match maybe has a Dortmund upset or a draw all over it. Right now, though, the odds are not as far away as you would think. Uh, Dortmund are plus 250 underdogs. Bayern Munich minus 105. The draw plus 280. Kartik, what are you taking on this one? I'm going to say a draw. 
uh, which favors Bayern in, in the title race. I'm going to say a 2-2 draw. I'm going to go on a limb. I'm going to say this is a Dortmund win. No, oh, I hope you're right. At home. I think that'll be great for the title race. And the Bundesliga yeah. is going to tighten up enormously. There'll be one point between them. All right, that's our predictions for this game. Let's move right along. Leverkusen, uh, who we talked about, had that great win over Borussia Mönchengladbach, leapfrogged them into the Champions League spot. Uh, now get to host uh, Wolfsburg at home. Wolfsburg are fighting hard to stay in the Europa League spots. This should be an interesting match. And the odds makers right now uh, have... Um, Let's have a look. We were talking here about, got to find it. Leverkusen are favorites at home at minus 140. Uh, by the way, these odds you can find at betonline.ag. Wolfsburg uh, long shots at plus 350. I think, uh, I think Leverkusen win this one. They're in fine form. Yeah. Yeah, I think Leverkusen win this. The only question I have is, uh, again, you have five subs, so this may mitigate it, but the quick turnaround Saturday to Tuesday, uh, this is uh, the way it's going to be the rest of the season. I think the Bundesliga, conscious of the fact that we might get some more top positive tests, you know, there, there's risks involved in this. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, maybe try and get the season done as quickly as possible. By the way, that's something I would advise the other European leagues. Just because uh, the Premier League or La Liga restarts, I know you talked about La Liga in the first segment restarting. Doesn't mean they're going to finish. So right. I think Bundesliga is aware of that. They're trying to get they're trying to get this thing uh, done as quickly as possible. Right, and 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 I like that. I mean, they should be doing weekend and midweek matches all the way through. I think that's what they are doing, actually, isn't it? Of course, there's yes, no European yeah. football to get in the way either. All right, let's move on to the next match, shall we, uh, Karting? Eintracht Frankfurt uh, against uh, are playing uh, hosting Freiburg. I guess I'll say hosting. It's always uh, you know slightly different. Uh, a, a, a different feel to it, of course. Uh, Frankfurt yeah, are currently right. trying to stay out of the relegation zone. Um, I think this is going to be a draw. I, I, this just smells like a draw to me. Yeah, I think uh, uh, Frankfurt can, can take a point wherever they can get it, so that would probably be a good result for them, honestly. I, I agree. It's going to be, I, I say, a 1-1 draw. Yeah, yeah I mean, Freiburg... Uh, yeah, I mean, they dropped out. And I know they're fighting for the Europa League spots, but, you know, and I always wonder how, how hard teams actually fight for those spots, you know. But, uh, all right, next one. Uh, a, an, another big match, actually, a, a, in many respects, as uh, Werder Bremen, who surprisingly are heavily in the, in the drop zone, but coming off a big win, are going to be hosting uh, Borussia Mönchengladbach, who we just mentioned had that shocking loss by Leverkusen. Even though I would say that, and I'm going to check the uh, betonline.ag odds right now, uh, Mönchengladbach are favorites at minus 130, Bremen plus 35. Uh, De Borussia Mönchengladbach get their game back on Kartik and win this game. Um, yes, I'm going to say they do. I'm going to give them a 2-1 a win. Uh, although, again, this is all very uh, very speculative, uh, the quick turnaround, and, and that was a pretty devastating loss they had on uh on Saturday to Leverkusen, uh, you know, the thing that 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 really strikes me. You you mentioned just a minute ago about Freiburg. How how hard are teams uh, trying to qualify for Europe? Germany, much like England, uh, the Bundesliga, much like the Premier League, has this history of teams that uh, punch above their weight, qualifying for the Europa League, and then really struggling the year they're in the Europa League. In fact, we we had a relegation of Hertha Berlin one year when they uh, they went uh, to the knockout stages of the Europa League. Where And in England, we've had all kinds of near misses. Newcastle, the year they were in the Europa League, Swansea. These teams really struggle uh, to, to, to balance both competitions. So, yeah, in Freiburg's case, maybe it'd be a good thing if they drop out, honestly. You think so? 
Yeah, it might be a good thing if they drop out of the Europa League places. Yeah, because this is this is just a constant theme uh, in, in the past. Now, who knows? Maybe five substitutions becomes permanent, and you then have a, a, a better ability to balance squads. But the Thursday-Saturday, Thursday-Sunday thing uh, in both Germany and England has really hurt teams through the years, and, and we've seen it uh, time and again. Uh, we saw it at the beginning of this year with Wolves in the Premier League, and then they bounced back, uh, particularly after the Europa League took its break, right? They, they went on a run in the Premier League when they could concentrate on one competition. All right. Well, Kartik, uh, we are going to put a hold on our Bundesliga predictions because uh, these are the Tuesday matches. We will be back on tomorrow and we're going to do all of the Wednesday matches because, you know, we want to take our time and not just run through matches and give you the results. We want to give you some analysis. But, you know, you bring up a great point, Kartik, one that I think deserves some discussion, which is the, the tenuous nature of these leagues that restart. And I'm going to suggest it's not just the Bundesliga or the Premier League or La Liga. We're going to see this when baseball season restarts, if MLS restarts with that yeah. Florida tournament. All it takes is one cluster of outbreaks, and that whole thing is off. Yeah, and and, and you know what? I think it's very, very difficult. Uh, it may be a little easier for, for MLS because they've got that Florida tournament and they can, they can contain everybody in one place. I think it's going to be very difficult for the Premier League and La Liga uh, and, and baseball if they play at, at home venues to control what players do during the week or, or well, actually in baseball, they play every day, but you know what I mean? When after hours, um, I think it's going to be very, very tough um, for this thing. Once it restarts to be, to go the normal progression and finish without incident. Uh, Germany so far so good with the Bundesliga, but Germany, again, we didn't want to get too political. You said that earlier, but Germany has done a much better job of handling uh coronavirus than the uk or the us or spain or italy uh, i was watching earlier today dominic cummings press conference uh big political scandal in in the uk now about right, lockdowns and yeah. breaking lockdowns so um i i think it's going to be very difficult and we're seeing with the premier league more and more concern about the restart being aired it's not just a handful of players the troy deanies and, and the danny roses anymore it is a number of people out there in society it is a number of people around football saying hey wait, wait a second maybe we need to pump the brakes on this uh we want to get the season done uh but maybe we just play a few weeks let liverpool clinch it on the pitch uh and then do whatever with relegation and, and, and Europe and, and just let it be. Let's not finish the actual season. Let's just play a few weeks because right. if we play 10 we fixtures, go. whatever, it's going to be a real problem. All right, Nick and Kartik with you. History Soccer presented by betonline.ag. We'll be right back after this to wrap it up. Echo and the Bunnymen Rescue. And uh, funnily enough, I think uh, the Bundesliga has come to our rescue and provided us with some entertaining football when it seemed that we were destined to write off these seasons. Uh, Kartik, final thought from you. I thought you brought up a really good point I, uh, in terms of the Premier League. I think they're just trying to get going to try to get the first couple of games through and hope that Liverpool win both of them. Uh, what do you think? Yeah, I agree with that, and and I, I think they're hoping Liverpool uh, 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 win the Merseyside Derby, win whatever the other rescheduled matches. 
clinch, and then they can figure out relegation and promotion from there. Uh, I should note in, in, in the limited time we have left, there is a lot of controversy about what the football league does next. League two is canceled. There is now talk league one will be canceled and that the championship is waiting on the premier league to determine what they do. So a uh, lot at stake. Maybe we just get Liverpool, the title on the pitch and then abort the rest of the season. And in Germany, uh, effectively the season comes down to, to uh, tomorrow. Uh, well, to Dortmund and Bayern. That well, matches everything. Right. Of course, you know, both these teams are saying that it isn't, but you and I both know, as experienced people in uh, the, the, the sport of football, uh, that it is. This is the most important match in the Bundesliga, probably for the season, happening yes. tomorrow. And you want to watch this match, folks. This match is going to be huge. In terms of the Premier League, uh, it, would be, uh, it would be an interesting take if Liverpool were to win two games, then they stop the season, give them the title, and United do not manage to make up that three-point gap and still play no Champions League football next year. Uh, you'd be hearing a lot of whining from our Mancunian friends. Yes, yes, you would. <laughs> Although, I guess if, if City, uh, uh, City's bad is upheld, uh, they would still... Uh, they would still go that's through. That's true. Yeah, that's true. They would get in it with fifth. Uh, but if City's ban is not upheld, they'd be out. Or, the, or they get a stay of execution, which I think is likely. All right, uh, this has been Fifth Street Soccer, presented by BetOnline.ag. Nick Eber, Kartik Krishna with you. I'm uh, at Nick Eber, N-I-C-K-G-E-B-E-R. He's at KKFLA737 on Twitter. If you miss any of the show, you can download it immediately following on the Believe Podcast Network. We'll be back with you tomorrow. Cheers. Stay safe. Enjoy the football. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube.